this is one of the things that when people ask me, how are you? My, my first thought is to say, I have ALS. <laughs> you know? How do you think I am? This is Living While Dying, an ALS story from Minnesota Public Radio News. I'm Kathy Warzer. Bruce Kramer would often use that line as a little joke. Clearly, ALS is no laughing matter, and especially during the summer of 2012. It was a tough summer for Kramer. He was still the dean of the College of Education, Counseling, and Leadership at the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. And each summer, he'd usually take a trip to unwind. But not that summer. He noticed his body was losing more and more function as its muscles became unknit, the cruel calling card of ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease. The first summer after being diagnosed, Kramer and his wife, Ev, traveled to Bali and Thailand. At the time, Kramer secretly thought it was his farewell tour of those favorite places, so it was a bittersweet trip. He was using a cane at the time. In the summer of 2012, the last attempts at using a walker proved futile, and he was in a motorized wheelchair during his waking hours. I don't know what I would do without a wheelchair, without a power chair, because it has a tilt-back feature. It allows me to get my feet over my head. If there's any pain with this, it's my feet. They get swollen and they hurt, Um, which is kind of ironic because I don't walk on them or anything, but they, they hurt. The increasing weakness of his limbs forced Bruce's caregivers to use a motorized overhead lift that was installed on tracks in his bedroom ceiling. It would scoop him up and, snugly strapped in, he would be transported into the bathroom or it was used to get him into and out of bed. Our lift has gone from being a cool thing that we put in. I admit it, when we bought the thing, I thought, I'll never use that. And um, it is now absolutely necessary. There's just no way I can get from one place to another without it. I've started to do my blog using voice recognition software. Um, We're still working on that. I've always found writing to be really tactile. I've never really known what I wanted to say until I wrote it down. So now I'm having to learn to say it out loud, and it's a different way of of thinking. I mean, it's really affected um, the way I put thoughts together. I've been trying to come up with a metaphor for this, and I I, I guess the only thing I can come up with is um, if you were really an accomplished tennis player, and suddenly somebody handed you a ping-pong paddle and said, here, use this instead you'd probably be able to do the the idea, but it's a lot different. And the losses kept mounting that summer. Paper cuts, Bruce called them, seemingly small losses of function that the able-bodied take for granted, but that Bruce Kramer had to mourn. This story was first heard on Minnesota Public Radio News on August twenty second, 2012. So now I where it was nice to have a little help getting dressed, Now, it is absolutely imperative. I have somebody helping me to get dressed. I need some help in the shower. I uh, need help getting into bed. And then, of course, uh, things like eating. And eating is fine, but getting the food to my face with my hands, that's a whole other (laughs) issue. I get tired eating. And so I just have to kind of stop and rest and, and then pick it up again and stop and rest and pick it up again. So I'm probably coming to the point where I'm going to need some help eating too. This feels to me, just listening to you, as if things have happened fairly quickly. Is that an accurate read? 
it feels that way to me. Um, I feel like I've sped up a little bit. My progress has sped up over the summer. Um, I, it, may be, it may be that um, I, I just, these things are iterative and they just keep kind of piling up on themselves and then suddenly you attain critical mass and then you can't do it. The physical changes wrought by ALS will be examined, measured, and documented by a special team at Rochester's Mayo Clinic over a two-day visit. It's a trip that Bruce and his wife, Ev, take a couple of times a year. Last time I went, I had a very short list, uh, but this time I have a pretty long list. You know, I think we're, I'm coming up to some, some pretty major life changes here that uh, I'm going to just need some help getting my head around. So. For instance... Well, at some point this year, I have to stop working. The work is great. The, the logistics are just really hard. Again, it's a question of when you're putting in as much energy as I'm putting in just to figure out how to get food to my face, then that's energy you don't have for, for the work. And that's not fair to them or to me. With all the changes that have occurred fairly recently, you... You've been blogging, obviously. Um, how have you been working your way through some of the motions that have cropped up because of the changes? When I go back and look at my blog from the last two months, it feels to me like it's up and down, up and down. Um, that uh, one week I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with where I am. And the next week I just really need to complain. You know, a year ago, I would have told you I'd really slowed down. Um, in fact, I think I did tell you I'd really slowed down, and I had. I continue to slow down. And I, I feel like uh, T.S. Eliot moment, you know, not with a bang but a whimper. But it makes me a lot more reflective, um, a lot more introspective, um, a lot more introverted, and um, probably a lot more... Uh, a lot more appreciative of being with um, people who have that energy and, and, you know, zest for life. I have to kind of live vicariously through them now. There's a blog that you wrote called um, The Snake. You talk about shedding one's skin. Is this what you're referring to then? Yeah, it really is. I, um, one of the ways that I find myself handling loss, and I've done this since the diagnosis is to reframe it a different way, put a different picture on it. The idea of shedding one's skin, and a snake does that for growth, for um, the ability to continue to live, can't live in that skin anymore. You may be experiencing physical loss that you wrote about and you're talking about, but are you experiencing, as you work your way through this, some form of spiritual growth? Because when one sheds one's skin, you, it is, you, can, you can look at it in a number of different ways. You could look at it as loss, but you could also look at it as a form of growth, too. You know, there isn't um, a religious narrative that exists that doesn't have loss as the primary factor for growth. We, we have to lose to grow. We have to we have to experience um, discomfort and and pain and a little bit of um, 
a little bit of something that's that bugs us in order for us to do something different, to do something about it. You know, the ALS just kind of compacts it, compresses it, down you are, and and so then you find out who you are, and you find out what you are. The body is just one part of it. There's this whole other area that we're we're all given more or less if we want to um, access it. A friend of mine came over last week and he asked me if I meditate and I said yes and he said well what do you meditate on and I said well I kind of I look inward and there's this sound and that doesn't surprise me I'm a musician Um, it doesn't surprise me that there's a sound that I that that takes me to a different place Um, others have told me about light and others have told me about a feeling but for me, it's a sound. And uh, you describe that sound at all? Is it a tone? Is it a is it a distinctive sound? Do you just is it almost like you feel the sound? Well, yes, I feel it. Yes, it's subsonic, supersonic, um, discernible, but I can't tell you what the pitch is. How's that? It's okay. So. But it's a place that, it's a place of comfort. Um, it's a place where I kind of can quietly, now, three, four, five times a day, I just kind of turn inward to this spot, even if for just a few minutes. And it just kind of gets me back centered. And then, okay, so you can't move your legs. Okay, so your left hand just, it barely has a paragraph of typing in it. Okay, your voice feels husky. Um, okay, you just you're ending up using all kinds of contraptions and creating um, post-Olympic programs in order to uh, get a shower. <laughs> so, okay, okay, it's all right. On the next installment of Living While Dying, an ALS story, hope for a cure when one won't come in time for Bruce Kramer.